can't even say I can't even say 26 properly. Yeah, so and I've tried to tell you how to do it. Yeah, just lots of people have tried to tell me how to do it, and I just fucking can't. My mouth doesn't make that sound. I've heard you say it. 26. How? It, it took a lot. It took a lot for me to get you to say it. 26. No. No, six. say six. Six. No, just say six. Six. Say, okay, say six. Six. And then six. Th- six. Th- Sixth. 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 No, not sixth. <laughs> you still say six. Down with the sixth. Sixth. There you go. Sixth. Sixth. No, you don't have to go uh Six. Six. Sixth. 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 Six. 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 And now you just say twenty-six. 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 You say sick like you're sick with the flu, and then you say th after it. So you say sixth. Is that not correct? No. Because six is spelled with an X, not a CK. But X sounds like CK. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay, so if, if X sounds like CK, if you said sex, it would be sec. No. Yeah. Sex. Sick. Like, okay, so X sounds like CKS. Six. But when you say six, it's like sick. No, it's not. Six. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, but you still, you add that S, like six. Six. Like you, you have to six. Twenty six. No. Twenty six. The twenty six. I can't. I can't. Twenty six. Did I get it? Did no. I do it? No. Oh. Just I would just say from now on until you die, just try your best to not have to say sixth <laughs> in any sort of context. All right. Well, I can say six. Yeah, I, but not sixth. Sixteenth. Yeah, okay, but that's you're not saying <laughs> you're not saying the x into the th. But you obviously you can say 16th because it's a different word. Right? <laughs> you're not saying the x t a. 16th. Yeah, it 16th. doesn't 6 26. Uh, why is it I so hard to say? I don't know. 6 6. No. 6. There you go. It would that sound so wrong. No, that's right though. 26. All right. Today is not the 26th. But it is. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Mean. It is time to listen to my friends' favorite records, a podcast where friends make each other listen to records. I'm here with Justin and Sharon and myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jay. What? <laughs> How you doing, guys? Doing all right. Well, certain numbers don't make sense to me anymore at this point. Because yeah. I've tried to say it so many times, I just feel kind of broken, to be completely honest now. So, how are you? I guess great, compared to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. You guys uh, got anything good you want to talk about? Something cool that you checked out this week, or that happened to you? Kind of our thing we try to do here? Yeah, um, I had something, and I totally forget <laughs> what it is. Hey, so I like, actually I. thought of what it was. <laughs> 
I was like, oh, that's actually a good thing to bring up. It's positive, and I cannot remember. I have something. Go for it, Black Audio released some new tracks this week. That's actually what it was. Yeah, Black Audio released some new tracks, and they announced a new record, and it's real fun and real dancey, and it sounds like Shadowlands, and I'm so Mm -hmm. excited. Nice. Yeah, I can't wait to have Shadowlands open up, and we just bring my record in when I get it, (laughs) and just be like, spin this now. Play this. And the art is so cool. Yeah, the art's pretty neat. I need to check that out. Absolutely. You certainly do. Yeah, right now they only released the A side. I don't know when the B side comes out, but that's kind of cool. Like, because I don't think the record actually comes ships until like October, so it's pretty cool to release half the record, especially yeah right now. Yeah. So that's really cool. How about you? Um, not music related, but whether it's a whether you think it's a good or bad thing. Hockey is back this weekend. That's the That's other the, uh, thing. Good thing. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. hockey's back. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're in the bubble. Games are supposed to start this weekend. I believe you can watch like 15 yep. hours of hockey at once. Uh, so uh Yeah. Yeah. That's that's exciting. When is the uh when's the Caps game? I don't know if they play this weekend or not. I haven't looked yet. I'm I, I oh. still feel like it's okay. not going to happen for some reason. Uh even though at this point <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to happen, but it's just I've been in, in doubt about it for so long that I, I'm too scared to look. But yeah. I'm going to be all over yeah. it tomorrow trying to figure out who's <laughs> playing when. Mm-hmm. We watched the Flyers earlier this week. Nice. Yeah, their exhibition game. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Beat those damn Penguins. Hell yeah. yeah. I have to say watching – oh, sorry, I wasn't – you oh, were going to say something. I was just going to say they won, but in, you know, typical Flyers fashion, it was a heart attack <laughs> all the way until the end. Yeah, so, it really was. But you know, they, why, I wouldn't want it any other way. First game back, so yeah. <laughs> we were we were watching some Phillies games before that all fell apart mm. real fast um, because the Major League Baseball is not dealing with any of this the way they should be. They're not no bubbling bubbles. like the NHL is. But watching baseball games without a crowd is way weirder than watching hockey without a crowd. Because yeah. there's so much not going on during baseball mm-hmm. games. It's, like, so Ooh, painfully yeah. obvious. And, like, the hockey games, you're just like, oh, whatever. that looks a little weird, but this is okay. Yeah. Like, because there's so much action. But it's still so exciting. I hope that nothing gets in the bubble. <laughs> so far, they've, yeah, they've been good. They've had no reports of uh, any cases since they've gone into the bubble. So that's that's a good thing. But we'll see what happens. awesome. Yeah. But regardless of all <laughs> those terrifying thoughts... Uh, hockey's back and black audio put out some new music so mm-hmm. that's pretty dope i got a question for you guys Hell yeah. yeah the question is what is a uh a band or a song or an album that is considered a guilty pleasure that you just love oh you seem like you already have an answer Do you want me to go, or go. Or? okay <laughs> well first of all usually i like to say that i don't really believe in guilty pleasures um, I agree with that. I still like this question, though. Even though, even though like I'm the asking question. the question, uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guilty pleasures are bullshit. You like what you like. But you you understand exactly. where we're going with this. Yeah. No. Yeah. But if I had to choose something, I would maybe say Paula Abdul's Straight Up. Hell yes. That song is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Hell I <was> yes. I not <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, that song used to come on in the car all the time. <laughs> hey, we're talking guilty pleasures here, people. Come on, remember you—you're <laughs> gonna have a turn as well. So, <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> what? It's, it's a good song. It is. We've oh we've been singing it in your backyard before. Like no, it, no, it's. And she never heard of it. I just that that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh really? Like we I just didn't expect you to you. say Paula Abdul. Like uh, that was just like. Oh, yeah, we okay. played it for you. Yeah. I thought for sure you were. What is that song that you like came home from work and you asked me if if it was like an actual ripper of a song and I was like oh yeah and then we texted Josh and confirmed it but it was like oh man it'll come to me but it's like a total pop song from the nineties I want to say it was Cheryl Crow or like Paula Cole or something oh I don't, I don't well, even know I'll remember it about. I'll remember it you were singing it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that song is so good. And you're like, wait, isn't this an actual like banger? And I was like, yes, it's a really good song. I, I vaguely remember this. I hope you remember what it is. I, I'll is think it Shania on it. Twain? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. Oh, no, we know that Shania Twain has some rippers. Good. Anyway, uh, continue yeah. on with but Paula anyway, Abdul. Yes. Yeah. yeah um, I don't know. That song's just pretty great. Like, I remember going to the pool as a kid and like just being in the car i don't know why the pool specifically but it just jogs my memory being in the pool parking lot and like parking and my mom still wanting to finish the paulo abdul song that was on i just think it's super catchy and it kind of reminds me of something that would be in like sonic the hedgehog like th- there's like these like <laughs> like these like yeah and it just sounds like Sega, right. and it's pretty cool. I'm sure there's an 8-bit version of it somewhere. Yes, I hope there is. I'd there like has to, hear to be. Yeah. The song came to me, guys. What is it? Oh. It's, if it makes you happy. Oh, Cheryl Crow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you came home, and you're like, yo, this song. And we Oh, talked. yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't. I never questioned if it was we- whether or not it was a ripper or not. Okay. <laughs> I knew it was a ripper. Okay. But I just wanted to make sure everybody else was on the same page <laughs> okay, as me. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> that song is really good. It is really he good. Never, it's really J-Pal, good. J-Pal, you never question your own taste. You're always questioning everybody else's taste. Yes, whether or not everyone else is on board. Exactly. That's the way it should be. Have confidence in yourself. Oh. <laughs> but yes, I, that would be my, maybe that's my guilty pleasure. Nice. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Poots, do you want to go or yeah. do you want me to go? You go. I think there's like a million things that could be a guilty pleasure for me. But the one that I'm going to go with is how much I really, really like Sublime. <laughs> <laughs> with Rome, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, they're the, the self-titled record they put out, like I'm in love with and listen to it all the time currently. I have the vinyl over here somewhere, you know. And Sublime gets a bad rap, and I get it, but that record's so good. Yeah. And uh, I heard Kyle Kinane this week say something about it, which kind of helped uh, solidify my thought here, is just, you think you're a Sublime fan until you meet other Sublime fans, and then you're just like, nah, I can't be a part of this shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) But yeah, I I love Sublime. I'm just going to say it. That's okay. That's fine. I mean... (laughs) Um, at work when they put on the the Sirius XM like uh, pop rock hits, sometimes Sublime comes on and I'm it's I hear it and I'm like this is better than everything else that comes on the radio here at work. So it has its cool. it has its moments yeah. <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Sublime's a great band. If you never heard of them, check them out. Nice <laughs> 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 uh, <That's> Sublime plug. <laughs> Poots, what do you got? <laughs> Embarrass yourself. Well, 
I'm not like I, you know, like Justin said, I don't really. I'm not ashamed. I. I like the things that I like. However, I think that it probably is slightly shameful to love 90s pop country as much as I genuinely do. Like, I have I have a goddamn playlist on Spotify called Watermelon Crawl, and it is just... Stop shaking your head at me. It is just all of the country hits. from. That's what I grew up on. Like, that's what my parents listened to. Like, my dad had, like, Van Halen records and stuff, but, like, we always listened to pop country. So, like... It's crazy that I even ended up into punk rock at all because of how much garbage I really listened to. But I wanted to say that I want to start a country cover band called Poot Scoot and Boogie. And I hope that you'll both support me in my endeavor. Yeah, I'll be there. (laughs) What? I think I deserve a little credit. For what? The Poot Scoot. The Poot Scoot. You do. You did come up with the name, kind of. I kind of came up with the name. You didn't know that the song was Boot Scoot and Boogie. I didn't, but I said the Poot Scoot. Yeah, and then I said Poot Scoot and Boogie, and I'm just in a 90s country band cover bullshit, and I get to do vocals because I have the voice of an angel. So. Yeah, she asked me if I would come to one of their shows, and I said no. (laughs) Yeah, he did say no, so there's that. No, but I would actually go. Would you? If I can have one of your drink tickets. (laughs) Josh, would you go? I figured I'd be like playing bass in the band or something. Oh, cool. If you're on board to play, then that's the half oh. this band is already for. I mean, I'll play no, it. You don't want to be in it. You oh, I'll said play you wouldn't it. go and now watch play it. In it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I could play in it. What are you going to play? I'll just play the guitar. Lap steel. Do you know how to play, like, lap steel? Yeah. Can I you don't do need that to do No, I'll be the rhythm okay. guitarist. I'll just do the easy chords. Okay. Yeah. We got. We have to find a drummer and um, someone who can play some steel guitar for us, but we'll figure that out. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll, we'll work out the out. logistics a little bit later, but that's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And also my dream. My dream and my guilty pleasure. So. Dream and <laughs> dreams of guilt. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. I think... The through line with that is that those are all things from what we grew up on, and I think that has a lot to do with guilty sure. p- pleasures. Yeah. It's kind of before you truly discover what you love in music, and then it sticks with you. For sure. Maybe we could, if you guys are cool with it, you know, Poots, you didn't name a specific song, but you could choose a song. Josh, choose a Sublime song. We'll throw my Paula Abdul song oh, on, yeah. the, uh, on the, the Spotify yeah. playlist. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we can do that for sure. Throw our guilty pleasures on there. All right got all that out of the way you guys ready we're ready ready cool. so last week's episode we talked about mutoid man warmones then justin assigned a record you want to tell us what it was it was no kill no beep beep by q and not you let's talk about it does that, uh poots do you want to go first you want me to talk some i can go first if you want me to go first i'll go first i, I want you to do what you want to do okay fine i'll go first that's what i want to do i'll be assertive <laughs> the only assertive one on this <laughs> podcast <laughs> i know if if i leave it up to you you're gonna just be indecisive and somehow you're both gonna be indecisive about it and i'll end up still having to make the decision so i love you both but i'll just uh, go first what you got something to say when you said you were gonna be the assertive one or whatever it was you said i got kind of nervous what i got nervous who me. You got nervous. I, yeah, got ner- <laughs> I, yes, I thought I you were telling nervous. me that I looked nervous, and I was like, what? No, I got nervous. You oh. were like, I'll be assertive. And I was like, oh. I fear oh. for you over there, buddy. <laughs> There's no need to fear. Anyway, Poots, let's talk about this record. Anyway. Uh, tell us uh, your thoughts, what your history was with this band. So I will start by saying that uh, 
I had only really ever heard this band like a few times when Justin had put on a song or two and we were probably driving somewhere or something. Um, and funny little backstory on that is I'm pretty positive that I had written Q and Not You off for a long time because um, when I was in high school, I I feel like I'm going to sound like such a pretentious little shit right now. I was taking a college art class in Philadelphia and the person I was living with um, was super into like purple door type bands and like christian bands and she really <laughs> liked q and not you and i assumed that they were some like weird christian band that like played purple door oh my god and so i went out of my way to not listen to them um <laughs> and i could have all of that super wrong like maybe i was totally mistaken by the music she listened to but i knew that she listened to a lot of like christian stuff so um yeah you know, hey, I mean, there there were many a band that I liked that played Purple Door, so you know. Well, I guess I just had some sort of preconceived idea of what all of that music sounded like, and I was also just severely wrong about this band being lumped in with that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like the first thing I noticed is the album artwork for this, the photo of it. Um, looks like the late 90s and early 2000s it is like a time capsule of what that time period looked like the clothing like just it yeah (laughs) yes thank you thank you (laughs) justin was showing me the record um yeah it's just it's that time period in a nutshell um but i don't know that this is really like my type of thing like I really really like a lot of the dancey parts um which there are plenty of and I'm always finding myself like honing in on those parts of songs like I'll be listening to it and and maybe I'm wrong when I'm about to say this but I feel like there's a lot of jazz influence in parts of this and I hate jazz (laughs) and I think it's really stressful and chaotic I mean that's (laughs) fair because I can see how you could see some of these songs being stressful and chaotic and yeah there's a jazz element to it not all of it um but there's certain parts where i'm just like oh god it's jazz oh god it's jazz (laughs) 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 but then it goes into a really cool dancey part stop laughing at me oh god it's jazz oh god not again jazz (laughs) damn it sorry go on no it's fine um but then it'll go into a really cool dancey part or something super unique and interesting like all of this record is very unique and interesting and i don't know like just those other parts that are like super chaotic and kind of noisy i'm just like this stresses me out and i know that that's like funny as hell coming from someone who assigned you guys like a super fast melodic hardcore record and like also was just like yeah i love this metal (laughs) record that you assigned but like i don't know like i don't know i can't explain like where that breakdown occurs in my brain where i'm like no 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 this is too much there's too much going on here like i mean there (laughs) there is a lot happening in each song on this yeah everybody is doing something different it feels like most of the time and i could see how that can be kind of stressful yeah and like i recognize that as being like these people are really talented and objectively this is really good and well done but parts of it just don't compute for me i think um and also like something i thought was really interesting is like 
for being on discord they don't sound like what you expect to be on discord like it's surprising to me that that was a discord band because it like really strays from like everything else they were putting out for sure so like i really like those elements of it and i was i mean i've been listening to this a bunch this week and i actually asked justin if there were any members of like burning airlines or Farraquette because like i hear elements of those bands in this from here like in like certain parts um but like I'm trying to think of I think I wrote down some songs that like really stood out to me. Hold on, we got to scroll in our notes. <laughs> Cut that out. Keep it in. Also, something else is they since they were active during a time period where like the internet wasn't really super huge at that time and like YouTube wasn't really a thing. It probably wasn't a thing. I don't know. Um, but people still had shitty flip phones and weren't like the only people recording shows were people with like big ass cameras. Like mm-hmm. there weren't a ton of live performances were like recorded from them but i did find some and this is the kind of band where i feel like if i saw it live like first or if i had the opportunity to see it live i would probably feel very differently about it as a whole because the live videos i watched i was like this is really fun like this looks really fun and it sounds fun and i just like think Mm -hmm. that that would have changed some of my perspective on that um but some of the songs i really like are and the washington monument like that's probably my favorite song on the record so i'll add it to the playlist um but also nine things everybody knows has that super catchy line where they're like put the knife back put the knife back in the medicine cabinet i'm probably singing that wrong but it's yeah. so fun it's so catchy it's great, yeah. and i really really like that and it always reminds me and it's not because they're talking about knives but it always <laughs> reminds me of this band no knife who is like a west coast band that kind of sounds like some of this more dancey stuff that ended up coming out around that time period um and it's really cool um but i don't other than that like i don't have a whole lot more to say about it just because it was hard to find more stuff out about them and i like was really interested in reading interviews and watching more live videos but i just could not find a whole lot of material on that and so i'm really interested to hear both of you talk about it a little bit more because i know that the two of you like more obscure things where those kinds of things make my head feel like they're gonna explode <laughs> a little bit but it like i mean i listened to this record so much over the last week and there are so many parts of it that i enjoyed that like i kept taking notes and being like go back to this song like and liking those parts but then just being like there's so much happening in this one song How i thought this was two different songs and that's impressive but also stressful to me yeah <laughs> so um, so Josh, do you want to talk about it? I do, but first, what do you give this record out of 10? So I don't know because again, like I said, I know objectively that this is really good musicianship and really good songwriting. But also, I had a hard time connecting with parts of it that weren't working for me and I like all the dancey stuff. So I feel like Justin's going to give me a side eye here, but for me personally, this is a 6 out of 10. That's not bad. For something no, that it's not is bad. not up your alley. That is not a bad. Story. Yeah, yeah. Like I enjoyed it enough that like I would listen to it more, and I think that as I listened to it more, I'd probably continue to like it more and more because the more listens I gave it, the more I liked it. Yeah. But initially, I was just like, "Holy shit, there's so much happening." <laughs> so I think six out of ten is pretty good considering I don't love all of it. Mm, you're dead to me. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I knew that no, was that's, coming. <laughs> that's that's totally fair. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad it. I'm glad it wasn't like, oh god, this is. I'm listening to this a bunch, but it is the worst. <laughs> no, but I, I have to because of the podcast. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I would have been like twice and done if that was the case. So 
<laughs> Fair enough. Well, that's a good thing, because that means, so far, everybody's assigned a record that nobody has hated yet. That's true. Because I, I did not hate this record. This record was amazing. Justin, I assume you like this record, too, and you're not going to give it a negative review. <laughs> 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 um, hey, I didn't well. give it a negative review. <laughs> I didn't say you did. No, I you said we're, all, give, we're okay. all giving positive yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, this record was really good. I was familiar with the band, but never really listened to them. I think, same boat, Justin has probably played them at some point for me. Did you buy the record when you were in D.C.? I can't remember, but I I think I might have. I, I think I was kind of like, oh, I'm in D.C. and I don't have this record. This is the place I should probably buy it. Yes. So when we were in D.C. together, I think I was with you. At least you were looking at it. And I remember you telling me to listen to them. That's like the first time I was really introduced to them. And that was years ago now. 2006, seven years ago. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was always on my list of stuff to check out and just never took the time, which is the point of this podcast once again. <laughs> <laughs> but I really liked it. It reminded me a lot of like early to mid 2000s, those weird like college art rock bands and like a little bit of 3-1-G just because of how weird and spontaneous it is uh it reminds me of bands like uh so many dynamos or um day month year which are kind of the, in the same genre but all three of those are very different bands but they all kind of sound the same <laughs> in right. a weird way um q and not you at least on this record it's very bare bones as far as like for being a chaotic album there's not a lot of weird pedal effects or like synthesizers it's all drum guitar and bass mostly mm -hmm. you know there's nothing crazy in there but they're still making these crazy weird sounds between two dueling guitars doing two different things a, a crazy bass line and like a drummer just going to town uh and grooving with all of it like you said there's these catchy parts that just get stuck in your head and uh then there are those like weird chaotic parts that i personally enjoy just because i like that stuff i love weird noisy stuff um justin do you want to try to guess where this album started to lose me uh i probably know exactly when do you well actually maybe not you know maybe song? not i was gonna say it was probably going strong and then um kiss distinctly american came on yep <laughs> Yep. I like that song. See, I love that song, but I knew I knew that song was going to give Josh some trouble. It did. The first listen, that song came on. I was like, ah, oh, man, this is over five minutes. It's starting off real <laughs> I slow. See, I, I said that to Poots. I said it. To, I said to Poots, five minutes. It's over five minutes. <laughs> he did say that. And, and it's true. It's something that I have, you know, whatever. It's a bias I have, whatever. As soon as I see five minutes, I start judging a song pretty harshly. But then I kept re-listening to the record over and over and i forced myself to start on that song listen to that like really listen to that song and it's a really good song there's a mm -hmm. lot happening in there there's catchy vocals in there too it's a slow song it's a slow burn but it is really good um i just have that immediate reaction when i see slow long songs <laughs> um but i do i do really like that song um after listening mm -hmm. to it a bunch i think every song has something for everyone uh, to a point, you know, like you said, Poots, this isn't up your alley, but you still found a lot of stuff that got caught in your head and things like that. For sure. Um, because it pulls from a lot of other things and there's a lot of like mathy stuff and some post-hardcore stuff that I really like about it. Yeah, so Some, some post-punk. Yeah, like, they got it. Yeah. They know what they're doing. My first note right when I started the, the record was so much happening at, 
at once multiple vocals off-time guitar grooving bass claps on breakbeat cracked out fugazi (laughs) (laughs) yep that that was my uh initial reaction to this the first song i think that's a great description like (laughs) the first listen that's perfect so it's definitely got the fugazi vibes it's got some of the math rockier 31g stuff because i even have like it there's some parts that remind me of the chinese stars on here yep i was gonna mention them the vocals like throughout the album like are pretty cool i kind of wish that they had experimented more with vocals and stuff um but they are really good and there's a lot of catchy hooks for like crazy stuff happening they get good melodies and lyrically uh i didn't dive too deep into them uh they don't make a lot of sense when you just read them yeah (laughs) we had a conversation about that yeah i kind of forgot and uh then you brought it up and i was like oh that's right like and we try really hard since you know we live in the same house to not discuss what we're going to talk about on the podcast too much like obviously outside of like our little group message if we have a question about something pertaining to it that's pretty chill but like we really try to not violate that rule because we like going into this like with an open discussion but i did mention yesterday that i was just like man i think like something that's giving me a really hard time with this record is like the lyrics don't fucking make sense to me. <laughs> and like, and, and then Justin mentioned like, he's like, well, you like bear versus shark and their lyrics are super obscure. And I was like, I think the difference with that though is like, I like Mark Paffy's voice more than what's going on in Q and not you. And also like bear versus sharks music is more pleasing to my ears. <laughs> so like, <laughs> and like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know why that happens to me with this. And maybe it's because I can understand the lyrics a little bit easier in this. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? What are we talking about? And then Justin did dig into that a little bit more and I'll let him talk about that then. But like, I have a hard time connecting to things when I can't relate pretty quickly in some way to it. And that's me not giving things a chance, I think really. And not like, necessarily having the drive to like super read into things i'm like just tell me what is going on are you sad are you happy are you mad about politics what the fuck is going on like and i i hate that i'm like that i I agree because to a a point i'm like that with this uh not necessarily this record specifically but in general those kind of lyrics that don't make any sense i don't mind it on this record so much but it's just like they don't make any sense but there's hooky parts that you want to know the words, but then you're singing meow is not the uh, the message. Kill me in my favorite clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I have some, I could say some things about I that. I mean, but. go ahead. If you want to talk about lyrics now while we're having the conversation, yeah. tell us, I'll just, tell we'll us just, your thoughts. I'll just do a quick thing because I think I might have some extra notes that I'll end up going into. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like with the whole like meow is not the message, kill me in my favorite clothes. That's from the uh, the song Fever Sleeves. And the first line of that song is, it's the fashion self-informed versus Mr. Navy Blue and Black. I feel like it's just talking about the styles of the time. And like maybe like it's in D.C., so it's politicians, Mr. Navy Blue and Black, versus, you know, maybe punk kids who think they're so fashionable. It's like they're all the same, though, kind of. Like it could be speaking about fashion it could be speaking about politics it's very open for interpretation also little did they know at the time that they all dressed terribly because it was the late 90s oh yeah i mean that j- you can see it on you can see it on the album yeah sorry anyway yeah, i just yeah. had to i had yeah. to <laughs> but i think what i'm trying to say there is the like the meow part like yeah maybe that i don't know what the, that means but i think it's 
these lyrics are very open to interpretation and i think that's the point yeah um and i'm sure they have significant i mean maybe not but they might have more significant meaning to you know the writers of the songs um but then i think about bands like at the drive-in who like wrote songs together and like took lines from each other and those songs you're like what what is the song about but it does mean something but it's it, you know it's just tough to decipher so i think you just have to kind of take what you can get from it yeah is really important but i, I at the same time i understand what you guys are saying yeah. like totally and, understand and i'm i'm down for that and i would like to get more like i would like to dive deeper into the lyrics but i was just like i only have a week and it's going to take a year for me to decipher you know five of these songs <laughs> um right. yeah but fair enough but it was it was fun reading through it and some of them even if you don't look for the deeper meaning, are just kind of silly on the surface. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's fun. I, I do encourage people, if you're listening to this record, to follow along to the lyrics because there is some weird stuff. And and I do like <laughs> that, that line, kill me in my favorite clothes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Cool. Cool. Yeah, so lyrics are crazy on this record. That <laughs> <laughs> kind of matches the music. Yeah, it, it fits with everything else going on. It makes sense for what's happening songs feel chaotic to me like there's chaos in this but somehow the songs are still calming at times which is a really like there's frantic stuff happening which i feel like this is the polar opposite of what poots was going through but there's just still something calming to me that like for being crazy music it's not aggressive Mm -hmm. like there's a lot happening and it's kind of chaotic but it's not aggressive chaos it's just chaos (laughs) right and i think that's a big thing like you were saying, Shannon, it doesn't sound like anything from Discord at that time. Like, it's so different from, like, the really abrasive, like, crazy stuff that was happening on Discord, whether it be, like, a hardcore band or, like, the more, you know, straightforward abrasiveness of Fugazi at times. Um, this is sort of more melodic, you know, at times. And I think I, I know what you're saying with the whole calming thing. Like, I maybe it's just because we love this kind of music like chaotic stuff and we just find comfort in that but i yeah i get where you're coming from there there's a lot of good stuff to pick out of this album like i said originally kind of got thrown off with the slow song which i felt was coming but yeah after i i kept listening to this record i kept having songs stuck in my head fever sleeve is my favorite track on the record that line has been stuck in my head over and over again and i can't remember the lyrics so i've just been like making up lyrics to fit that that melody (laughs) pattern (laughs) so it's a lot of fun overall i i really like this record and i'm glad i've finally been forced to listen to it after all these years knowing about it so yeah thanks for the assignment of course yeah i'm glad that it was a good one for you what's your rating what's your rating i think i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten sweet yeah and i think that that's awesome that'll grow on me that you know for listening to it you know a handful of times this week and now i want to keep listening to it (laughs) yes awesome yeah i i think that's what i love too with the records we've listened to so far assigned by you guys for me is now like i said last week i probably would have never listened to warmones yeah like had i you know what i mean like i would have it wouldn't have been on my radar but now that it is and i'm still have those songs stuck in my head this week even though i've been listening to q and not you a whole bunch and so I know I'm going to revisit those al- albums that you guys assign because I, I like those albums now. Yeah. I'm so obsessed with that Mutoid Man record now. Like, I'm sorry, I everybody. Like, <laughs> no, like, I mean, 
<laughs> I seriously have been listening to Q and Not You all fucking week, and I'm still walking around like singing Kiss of Death <laughs> and like all of this other shit. And I'm like, why won't it get out of my head? Like, <laughs> and it's fine. And now. I mean, I'm sure that they always open for much bigger bands, but, like, if we're ever able to see live music again, can we please, for the love of God, go see Mutoid Band? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just don't know how I was supposed to follow that record, J-Watt. Yeah, you, that you was did, really you did tough. did well right away. Yeah. I, think so. I think everybody did great so far. Um, I think so, no, too. I think so, too. I think, it, I think it's been great so far. I think we've all picked, like, really solid things that, like, none of us would have really listened to on our own and i think that that's like really driving the point of this home yeah so yay good job to all <laughs> of us <laughs> all right so now that poots and i have uh, put out our hard opinions about this we'll be right back after these messages yeah i really like this record it was a lot of fun i appreciate you assigning it and uh why don't you go ahead and dive into it let us know why we're wrong <laughs> do Jeez. it happy tell us why we're wrong i mean you guys gave positive <laughs> reviews of it i know so, you I mean, still have some bones to pick to really though you have out. some bones yeah. to pick uh, i mean i kind of already like talked about you know i don't think this record is stressful <laughs> at all but this is the kind of music i like to me this is very comforting could be a nostalgia thing um for me it's a very summer record um and right now we're in the dead of summer very hot and it just really reminds me of the summer of 2007 right after i graduated high school and i was obsessed with this record and i just remember this one time i remember going tubing with a very close friend of mine and uh at this place that was supposed to be where you could go get a tube and you go down the river and they come pick you up like an hour later but it had actually been shut down and we didn't know that and we went up and the guy was like working on everything like i think it was by sickman's mill i was gonna say it sounds like sickman's mill i think it was sickman's mill but somebody yeah. had just purchased it and he was like what are you guys what are you guys doing here and we were like oh we're here to tube and he's like oh we're closed right now like we just changed ownership and whatever and he was like uh, you know what? Here, here's two tubes. We'll pick you up in like an hour. <laughs> He's like, uh, maybe like 20 bucks. And we're like, okay. So we did it. And he picked us awesome. up. Okay. Yeah. And then he and then he tried to get us to work for him <laughs> the rest of the summer. He's like, I really could use a few hands around here. So if you guys ever want any money, just come back. And we're like, okay. And we didn't. But. Um, and we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of, it was near the end of the summer. And we listened. I remember putting this on, on the way back from our little tubing experience and it was right before he left for college and it as weird as it sounds it kind of felt like we were breaking up because it was the end of, like he was going away to college i was staying here to go to college and so like it's just this weird feeling and that record sort of reminds me of that not in a bad way just kind of reminds me of that time yeah i feel like i listened to this record like three times a day like the whole summer that and songs about leaving by Chris is weird. So wow, what a mix. What, yeah. What a weird mix, right? Like super pretty sad core stuff. And then this chaotic music. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's, I think that's why I have such a connection yeah. to this it, record is because that, of that summer. I liked your air quotes over chaotic, by the way. Yeah. That's and I a looked dig. right at you. Yeah. That's a dig. 
Sorry, it's anyway, Jay Watt, you were going to no, say something. No, I was something. just going to ask, was that, like, the first time you had heard the record, or when when did you first discover this record? So I think that summer was when I actually got into it. I probably had heard it, um, and actually the same friend uh, had the CD, and it would when I would s- sleep over in high school, I'd, like, look through his CDs, and I just remember when I would wake up in the morning, like, sleeping on on the floor there, I would look over at his CDs and that was like one that was always like I could see the cover of it the way it was sitting and so it always was very intriguing to me and I was like I don't know what this band is like whatever so I think one time I was like I'm gonna borrow this and put it on my computer but I still didn't really listen to it and then that summer for some reason I don't know why I like burned it to a CD and like just listened to it everywhere I drove around that summer that's awesome and that's how I kind of fell in love with the record yeah nice First thing I want to discuss, this record had four members on it, and eventually, I think like right after this record, the bassist left or was kicked out. I don't know which, because I read two different things that said one or the other. Um, yeah, I saw that a member had left, yeah, yeah. and they became a three-piece. Three-piece, yeah, and then it's. I thought it was really funny, Josh, you said that this was like a very bare-bones, stripped-down record, in the sense that it's like just bass, guitar, or drum. They became even more like like stripped down in a different sense after that because on some songs on the other records they wouldn't have bass they would have some other weird instrument both of them would play guitar no one would play guitar so it was like stripped down but with different instrumentation yeah. the whole time um i listened to some of that and it sounds so different yeah it's it's very different it's much more dancey like you take the dancey parts from this record and they just expanded on that stuff. And I honestly, Poots, I think you would like some of that stuff more, especially off of Different Damage. Yeah, I started listening to that this week, and I did kind of like that more because you're going to hate me when I say this, but some of it with the super high-pitched vocals kind of reminds me of Hunter Revenge. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, God. No, I. but anyway, yeah, it's it's so like, different. Like going for the whole Prince thing, maybe. Yeah, something. there's yeah. a bit of a Prince vibe going on, but like it's uh, it's so wildly different in my opinion yeah it's wildly different but it's i don't know i listened to i i I agree a couple of tracks um and not even the whole way through just to kind of get an idea of what what they went on to do and and yeah it's a little different but you can kind of tell it's the same band yeah like they really took the real like rhythmic parts and just like expanded on that and experimented more with vocal range like you were saying, like, oh, they could have done something a little yeah. different here and there. But um just thought I'd bring that up. Um, the album art, which was already mentioned, just looks like 90s, early 2000s, like, gold mine. Um, it's really cool. It has a bunch of people, like, at a party and on the front of the cover. And then on the back, it's just the band with their instruments. And that room is empty, but the party's over. And... I thought that was like really signifying of this album because a uh, line in the sand starts and it's just like a party. Like those two guitars aren't hitting rhythmically on time at all. And then all of a sudden it just kicks in and it's a party of a song. It gets super dancey at the end. And then you have sleeping the terror code at the end of this, uh, the record where it is like super chaotic in the beginning, but then it just dips and just is a real mellow chill song. And just like really like, kind of hypnotically at a rhythmic pace or like pulsing like leads out of the record and i thought that was really cool so it's like on the front cover the party is there and on the back the party's over so it's just kind of like i thought that was a cool kind of a, a bookend of some yeah sort. yeah i thought that was pretty that's, cool yeah that is cool. I, 
that's a cool observation. Um, and I don't know if that was like intentional at all. Cool. This is a little random, but it was the record was recorded at Inner Ear Studios, and uh, Ian McKay uh, was a producer on the album, and I think it shows heavily. There's some very Fugazi feels, like the stripped down feel feels very Discord Fugazi. Yeah. And I I thought Kiss Distinctly American sounds like a very Fugazi song, like something off of like In on the Kill Taker or something yeah. like that. I wanted to speak a little more about the lyrics. Go for it. Nice one, Poots. Sorry. <laughs> I guarantee that picked up. I tried to do that so far away from the <laughs> microphone, but... No, I heard it, so it's definitely going to be on there. <laughs> I'm a proper lady. Yeah. <laughs> Pick your bones with yeah. your lyrics. So, let me... Um, to me, what I got out of the lyrics was just a lot of, like, rebellious... I thought it was, like, rebellious of, like, the current trends of the time and kind of, like, a youth versus old folk kind of mentality... Not mentality, but, like, kind of, like, a coming of new age of new generation and stuff like that. And maybe just very, like, satirical of politics, satirical of fashion, and I think it's all embedded in there. But I wasn't totally sure, so... I did consult songmeanings.com. And (laughs) let me tell you, I mostly learned from those comments from like 17 years ago on this lyric site are pretty much what you would expect from 17 years ago. Um, They were, most of the comments were more concerned with letting you know what their cool aim (laughs) screen name was, uh, which was most likely related to Q and not you and then just trash talking other people based on their usernames on song <laughs> meanings like they were, I'm pretty sure one was like punk rock uh, pop punk rock girl said like this is the best record Q and not you rules and then the next person that was like some metal sounding name was like you know um, there's a lot more better punk than like pop punk and it's just oh like oh my, my god, god are you fucking kidding Beautiful. me um, but and they were all signed up for Makeout Club. I don't know, I don't know what, what that, that is either. That was like, oh, that was like OkCupid, okay MySpace before those things existed. That sounds more like Tinder, Makeout Club. No, it was more like OkCupid. Okay I mean, it was like a dating type thing. No, Hot or Not was Tinder. I don't know about Hot or Not. I only know I about know Makeout Club because you don't know someone that like... Dot com. No. It was no. just, you could upload a picture of yourself and people would rate whether you were hot or not. Oh. That sounds like Tinder. I've actually never had Tinder, so I don't know. See, here's me, the thing. Me neither. That's a lie. <laughs> hot, hot or not, actually, just like I didn't know anything about that. I knew ratemypoop.com. <laughs> and it was the same It was the same, same thing, but it was a picture of someone's poop, and you would rate it. Oh, that's f- fucked up. That's what the internet was in, like, yeah, two, that's all, early yeah. 2000s. So instead of, like, rate my face, it was rate my poop. Right. I'd rather rate poop than faces. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many times um, should I say his name or not say his name. No, you shouldn't. Okay. Can't tell you how many times me and a friend of mine <laughs> would sit there and rate poops for too too long. I know who this is. Yes. Yep. You could probably guess who it is. Oh, I've got a strong <laughs> guess. Anyway. So, anyway. <laughs> so, tell me, <laughs> tell me more about your deep thoughts on the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> ratemypoop.com well, um, I just also wanted to touch on um, on songmeanings.com there were a oh, lot yeah. of r- really cool usernames <laughs> yeah. such as 
as, such as emo core is dead. I was gonna say, please tell me there's an emo whatever. Uh, oh, there yeah. was a, like a, an emo girl, emo kid, but I liked yeah. emo core is dead. There was heart shock. There was these tears fall. Oh. And then one of my personal favorites, X last best hope X. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like some shit I would have used yeah. for and sure. Hey, all the all these emo kids apparently really loved Q and Not You, and I would not, I wouldn't describe them as like an emo band. But no, no, I wouldn't. But either. hey, you know, I mean, hey, some hey. of the, their slow, sad songs are slow and and sort of it's emotional, not sad necessarily. But right. yeah, but people said Embrace was an emo band, so people said Minor Threat was the first emo band. Yeah, I don't because think his so. lyrics are emotional. Okay, but um. Some th- there is a few things I did gleam that I would just like to go into quickly. Um, apparently from an interview, the song uh, Nine Things, was it Nine Things Everybody Should Know? Or Don't ev- look to us for help. Nine Things Everybody <laughs> Knows is the title. There you go. Um, apparently in an interview, the lead singer said that the song was about a fear of medicine and that the whole album is kind of based on different phobias he has. Ah. I did not look for this interview, so I didn't read it, so I can't confirm if it actually exists or that's if it was just... That's your homework for next week. <laughs> okay. But I don't know if that's just this person saying that, but it kind of makes sense. Like, there is a lot of talk about medicine on this record. Yeah. You know, put the sin back in the medicine from uh, Washington Monument. Or is that what it's called? And and the Monument, whatever. It, it's whatever. got a long title. Yeah. So, yeah, th- so there's that. And then... um. You can mostly just, you know, go check out these in- interpretations and these fantastic comments on songmeanings.com yourself. I love that you dove into that so I much. I think this is going to be a reoccurring thing. I think we yeah. need to do this with every album is well, check yeah. song meanings. Yeah. If it's there, do it. It's Sometimes there's, no, there's yeah. absolutely nothing, yeah. but sometimes there's some actually interesting things, and then there's some really stupid things. Yeah. yeah. And I, it was my go-to. When I was in high school I, and in college, I constantly read songmeanings.com. I was always constantly. on P Lyrics. P lyrics doesn't have any. I, I like used you both. I, I did use P lyrics because sometimes it wasn't on songmeanings.com. Yes. I was gonna yeah. say a lot of the punk stuff wasn't on song meanings, and P lyrics had all that that good stuff. Yeah. Also, since I listen to a lot of metal, I would use darklyrics.com. Dark lyrics, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I always thought it was really funny that the Chariot and Norma Jean were on dark lyrics, and I'm like, dude, that's about Christ. That's yeah, not man. dark. But their music yeah. is dark. Or is that the darkest? Also, I got a bitch about this. I started typing up those fucking Shook Ones lyrics for P lyrics because they weren't on there. And it said that they're usually appear, they appear in two to three days. I checked. That shit is still not up there. And it took me a long time to do that. Do so I'm a little pissed off. And then I looked at the website again and I was like, no one fucking updates this. This say. looks like it came out on an Angel Fire site fucking 25 yeah. years ago. Gotta so. put it on song meanings. God song damn it. Okay, I'll retype all of it. <laughs> yeah, and then we can put our meanings on there. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go but on. Uh, I want you guys to you know check that out on your own time, you at home, whoever's listening. But there is one interesting thing that I found that I would like to discuss, and it has to do with the song that almost lost Josh on this record, Kiss Distinctly American. I feel like this meaning, buddy, is really going to hit it home for you. You're going to love this song now. This person said that it can be read as dudes just masturbating and looking for porn at home on his inter- on the internet. Sometimes it's a slow burn to find the right porno. Yeah, so the lyrics are, the f- the first line is, a kiss goodnight with a firm handshake. Oh. That's, what? God damn it. Now you've ruined that yes. line for me. 
a, yep, a kiss goodnight with a firm handshake, and then it's lights out for Catholic computers. So oh. you can you can uh, interpret that as like bye bye, like I'm gonna be sinful right now. Yeah. Or it, somebody else said it could be a nod to like right wing like religious politics, but it's interesting to be like, oh, goodnight Catholic computer, I'm going on the internet for yeah. myself tonight. Then the other line is, "I've been up at, I've been up at nights to paint the house ghost white." Oh my oh god! Shit. You're ruining this song for me. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I never read it that way either. And then I read this, and I was like, "This guy's on to something." Yeah. And then oh, the other line in that song is, "This is fantastic for you." So they're saying like he's saying that in his whoever's doing this in the song, the fantasy is like, "This is fantastic for this person." That makes a lot of sense. Makes sense. It's it, it's an interesting... I just thought it was interesting, so I thought I'd bring that up. But I don't know what it really means. I never thought of it that way. Um, well, it's ruined for everybody now. I don't think it's ruined for me. It's fine. It's still, <laughs> it's still fine. I mean, I think that song... Because we don't know. We don't know. And even if that... All that aside, I think that song is, like, really beautiful. And it's a really good break. And I always thought that in the sequencing of the album, I thought it came too soon. But then I listened to it again, and I was like, no, there's a lot of, like, a lot of stuff happens in those first four songs. So this fifth song is, like, it's a good break leading into the next track. And then uh, We Heart Our Hive kind of comes in out of that. Like, it builds up and goes back into the chaos for the rest of the record until it goes out. For me, it wasn't too soon at all. It was, like, the break that I needed Hmm. from the chaos. Mm -hmm. Fair (laughs) enough. So, I mean, I can see how, like, that would lose some people. But, like, for me, it was just, like, okay, this is, like, keeping me into it. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, okay, cool. My ears are going to be able to, like, relax for a minute here and not have so much to process. <laughs> <laughs> I think, for me, I could have used one more chaotic song before. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of – I think that's what I always thought, too. Like, I thought it was, like, a song or two yeah. too soon in the sequencing. Yeah. But now I think I look back and I'm, like, this actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, beyond that, I thought it was just really cool. There's a lot of, like, telephone and clock imagery throughout the songs. And for me, it just holds a different meaning because we grew up in an age where, like, I'm thinking a telephone on the wall with a cord and, like, a, an actual clock. I'm not just pulling out my iPhone right. that has both. Like, the, like this is, yeah. like, oh, like, an actual telephone. I don't know. I just there, thought that was kind of interesting. There's a line, I forget which song it's in, but he talks about turning on the camera. Yeah. Turn the camera on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, That is the more I get, the more I want. And then to think that this album came out in 2000 and he's not talking about your cell phone camera, like when you had your own camera. It's a real camera. camera. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He's talking about that VHS camera, that huge thing someone's got at the show, and he's like, turn it on. Or your shitty three megapixel Canon that costs like $900 and takes terrible grainy photos. But, you know. So many pictures from shows with a shitty camera like that uh Same. maybe they'll make it on the instagram every once in Hell a while yeah. that's what the videos i found of them live looked like they were oh, recorded yeah. on yeah. it's fucking terrible yeah it's a, yeah. It's a shame it's a true it actually is a shame. shame it's a shame but yeah it's just the way it was that's the world that we lived in back then um musically there's just a for me lots of sweet discordant riffs playing off of each other the whole time um Especially in, like, uh, Hooray for Humans, where it's got this total break and they're, like, kind of, like, tapping at each other before it goes into that iconic 
D-O-W-N, and that's the way we get down. You know? I love that line. It's so fun. Yeah, it's super fun. But, like, that, that guitar part before is, like, so awesome to me. And I think I just really took a lot of influence from this record with my own musical pl- uh, styling on guitar. Um, and I think, yeah, the cut in Hooray for Humans um, in Y Plus White Girl it does this really cool thing where it does like a slide up, like a burnt, burnt, burnt. And then there's the guitar right does something and the left cu- guitar just do- like pauses and then does this thing like a wah. And it sounds so weird. <laughs> just listen to it. It'll sound better when you listen to it on some headphones. But it's just like that is so unique and you wouldn't like I would never have like thought to do that and I think it really influenced me to do some like stuff like that too or try to at least um I think they do I think they do a lot of really cool vocal things they do the DOWN thing and then uh at the end of nine things they have the ooze at the end where they kind of like and then the drums like come back in after a while but then they drop and then they just go to the ooze, and then they come back. I love the dropping of the beat. It's very, very cool. And, yeah. I um, already talked about beginning and there. So, my favorite tracks, it's super hard for me to decide because I think every single track has something <laughs> great. Like, Josh, you said everything has, like, a catchy thing in it, and it's hard to discern which one is the catchiest for me, but... I really think The More I Get, The More I Want is one of my favorite songs. It's got a really good structure, and there's a lot of parts going on, but it's got this, like, really dark, discordant riff, but then it goes into, like, a really dancey part in the middle. I just I think it showcases what this album's all about on that song. Um, I really like Y Plus White Girl, and I love Fever Sleeves. Hell yeah. I, I guess I'll say that my favorite track was The More I Get, The More I Want, as of right now. Yeah. It's hard to decide on these records when you assign them because you love yes. all of the songs yeah. so much. Like I, I find something in every song that I love. So yeah. Um, what would you give this record out of ten? I gave it nine fevers out of ten sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but no, I I really like this record. I, like I said, I was obsessed in two thousand seven with it, and I think since then I don't listen to it as frequently because i may have burned myself out on it but listening to it again this time was kind of good for me because i haven't listened to it for a while so it got me back into it and now i'm just recognizing like oh yeah no i love this record just as much as i did then i think that's really easy to do because i've been putting in my own personal cue of things that i'm going to use and i'm like oh my god like i forgot about how much i love this record and how much i love this band and now i'm like digging back into that stuff so it's really exciting to do that personally and be like oh shit i'm revisiting this now and it's like still so awesome sometimes that's not the case Mm -hmm. but you know (laughs) i mean i think that's the fun in assigning a record is you kind of get to fall back in love with something maybe you haven't uh listened to in a long time for sure absolutely just also wanted to point out that I had a AIM screen name that was Fever Sleeves <laughs> right before I stopped using AIM. So Hell yeah. That was like my last AIM screen name. Hell yeah. Love it. Anyway, cut it all out. <laughs> cut it out. Man, we're we are actually in sync right now. It's great. I'm glad we We are listening everything. to you said, In Sync. You right said now. cut it out. 
We're not. You said cut it out. Can I tell a really quick story? Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I was flying home from San Francisco, and I was in the airport in Oakland, and over the fucking PA, they called Dave Coulier <laughs> to this gate, like to whatever fucking gate. And they just kept yelling about Dave Coulier not being at the right gate. And I'm like, this has to fucking be the Dave Coulier. It has to be Uncle Joey. Oh, it, like, was, it was probably fucking Alanis Morissette <laughs> yelling for him. Like, <laughs> they were not dating at that time. Yeah, but their love was not dead. Well, I think it was. I yeah, think was she was really pretty dead. fucking over it because, you know, she no, blew right. him in a movie movie theater and he that wasn't enough. So, you know. I hope that record makes it on the show sometime. <laughs> oh, I'll make that record make it on the show sometime. Anyway, back to it, boys. Was it the real Dave Coulier or did you never find out? I don't know. I don't know. I was boarding uh, my flight. Well. <laughs> I, I thought you yeah. were going to say, I don't know. I was bored. <laughs> I don't know. I was over it. <laughs> no, no. I <I'm- laughs> <laughs> no, I was too busy having a fucking panic attack about flying myself. So, you know. I think that about wraps up talking about this record, unless anybody else has anything they need to get off their chest before we put put this one away. Actually, you can put it away, Josh. It's done. But I have something to bring up from last week. All right. There was... I I, I don't fully remember, but I'm pretty sure it came up that I may have assigned some extra credit to you guys it 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 didn't did happen you? if you it, <laughs> it, it it did not relate to this record i'm pretty sure i asked you guys to maybe check out that kid kilowatt record oh i listened to that kid kilowatt record so fucking much we don't have to get into it at the moment but i'm just wondering josh did you listen to it i did not okay oh that's fine we I, also listened to we, mob deep shook we, ones yes we finally did listen to that so that's yeah it was really good. It's actually, like, I'm not super into rap or super, super familiar with a lot of rap, but it's the kind of shit that I, like, genuinely enjoy. It was and really cool. it was a really cool song, and I would actually probably listen to more I listen to more stuff. of his stuff, and he's got stuff that kind of vibes, because it's that, like, kind of dark hip-hop. It is. Uh, yeah, and kind of somber. And I, it, 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 it's really cool. It's I, like, very quickly read a little bit about it, and I thought it was really funny because... You know how there's like the whole East Coast West Coast beef at that time between rappers. They were like talking about how fucking funny it was that like Tupac was like shit talking them, and they were like, "Yeah, he's just name dropping us, and it's making people check us out more." So like, it's awesome. awesome. (laughs) Like, also that that one line is referenced in the Eight Mile movie during the last rap battle, where Eminem says uh, he says the line about there ain't no such thing as a half halfway crook. But he, like, yep. pauses while he does it, and the whole crowd, like, yells with him. And I had never known mm-hmm. what that line was, and then, like, heard this song, and was like, is that what this is from? Good news is I've never seen 8 Mile, because you know how terrible I am at seeing movies, so. I watched 8 Mile while recording Blaming Aging. Nice. I Not watched... actually while recording it, but, like, <laughs> the night. The... <laughs> actually, actually, <laughs> the song, real quick, the song uh, Slow Death on that record I wrote the lyrics to that song on the third day of recording that night, like sleeping at the place we were staying, uh, our friends put on eight mile and I watched eight mile and wrote the lyrics to slow death. <laughs> oh, that's God. just, you know, so if there's anything that relates to the movie, it's all subconscious. I don't know. I'm going to have anyway, to, to compare that. <laughs> I have to like do a quick thing saying that I'm going to be obsessed with Kid Kilowatt because I kept alternating between listening to Q and Not You this week and that and it's so fucking good like there's like I mean it's 
so fucking strange that like those dudes did something with the one dude from piebald and it sounds like everything i fucking love from like that time period i don't know how it flew under my radar like it's so fucking good there's like elements of braid there's elements of like i have so many other things i took notes on this that's how fucking stoked i was on it so like we should probably assign this at some point because it's really good and it does not sound anything like any of the other like Brodsky canon things that you would expect. So like, don't, don't think that it's going to sound like mutoid man or cave in or anything really fucking heavy because it's not. I'll make sure I listen to it this week and uh, I can throw in my two cents next week on it. Um, I think we also have to get better at reminding each other of homework throughout the week. Yes. I probably wrote it down in my notes and then just never looked back at them. That's fine. But I think it's kind of funny to call each other out on it. It is. We're bad at homework. That is great. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Because homework fucking sucks. It (laughs) does, man. Cool. So we're wrapping up No Kill, No Beep Beep by Q and Not You, which means we've come to the end of a full round Woo. And this we round, did it. The, the first round, yes, round of applause. I'll pump in some crowd noise. <laughs> uh, Please do. It's like sports right now. Fake crowd noises. Just like the NHL tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it was a good first round. Everybody seemed to enjoy, find something to enjoy of every record. So if you had to pick one, including the one you assigned, what was your favorite listen in this round between... Shook Ones, Mutoid Man, and Q and Not You. Mutoid Man. Like, I'm I'm fucking on it. I'm so fucking on it. So, good job, Josh. <laughs> like, Thank you. And I mean, that's not... I love the record I picked. That's a band, like, Shook Ones, something I fucking love. I enjoyed Q and Not You, and it's something I will listen to more, especially their other records. But, like, I cannot believe the sticking power that Warmones had. <laughs> so, for sure, hands down. Mutoid man hormones. Cool. Justin. Pappy. Pappy. Uh, I've got, I'm like right now battling in my brain stressed between out. the three. <laughs> yeah. I'm stressed <laughs> out. I didn't think Q and not you was stressful, but this, this question is gut stressful. Gut instinct. I think you got to go with your gut. <laughs> my gut? But I, okay. So I've got two answers. My gut instinct. <laughs> you can't have two I answers. Can ha- I am going to have two answers. My gut instinct is just to pick my record because I forgot how much I love that record and it's awesome revisiting it, but. If I apply some reason to this, <laughs> honestly, I th- I think it might be Mutoid Man as well because it's something I would not have checked out. It's super catchy, and also it has led me back to uh, two minutes to late night, and I've been enjoying watching that with you, Poots. Yeah, so it's I think been really fun. It's really opened up this whole other thing for me, and I think that's really awesome. Uh, so I think that's been my favorite so far because it's provided some entertainment even beyond just listening to that record. Agreed. Hell yeah. How about you, Jay Watt? So I think I have the same mindset of you, Pappy, where I want to pick Mutoid Man because it, it was the thing I assigned and I really, <laughs> I've been in love with this record since I started listening to it. But like just that I've been forced to listen to Q and not you, I think that's the record I'm going to pick no kill no beep beep just because it's something i should have been listening to for so long and it's opened up more music for me as well like i want to dive into their other stuff and and things like that so i think i'm awesome. gonna go with uh no kill no beep beep nice cool look at us they were all great <laughs> yeah. records uh oh yeah um, yeah really good first round i mean and just let, let me say i am st- 
really stoked to have Fall roll around soon enough and listen to that Shook Ones record because it just feels... Yeah, it feels a little colder. It feels a little wet, like the you know Pacific Northwest. You I know? have some ideas so, of yeah. some things I'm gonna pick for the fall that yeah. remind me of fall. So like, yeah. but yeah, it's I'm, gonna I, be good. Yeah, that record was really good. I don't, you know, I just wanted to say I, everything, yeah. Yeah. everything was great. Sure, everything Ones was great. Was great. Was awesome. They they were all great. It was a lot of fun doing yeah. this first round. I'm excited to keep going. Yeah. Also, I think we did ourselves a favor by assigning things we think we would all like. And that's not going to be the case every week. <laughs> no, um, no. Yeah. I think so we were all not, trying yeah. to be this like, is... let's let's like maybe push yeah. the boundaries, but not go yeah. too far. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. I think it's really surprising to me too, because on paper it seems like Q and not you would be the band that I would have like latched onto like that, but for some fucking reason, like <laughs> it's because you're older now. Yeah. <laughs> It is. I, I mean, aging punks just immediately start growing out their hair and start listening to metal. I don't. That's why I cut more of my hair off this week and started listening to metal. Right? I haven't cut my hair in like two years, so and I've been getting more into metal <laughs> since I've turned thirty. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's exactly. just interesting that that's like I saw like converge between the buried and me and Caven like when I was. <laughs> 15 and now here like and then i stopped listening to that kind of shit and now here i am like and because you assigned mutoid man i'm like i forgot how much i fucking like caven like that's something that i totally forgot about so thank you for that <laughs> but but she now remembers how much she doesn't like converge <laughs> yeah i do now remember how much i don't actually like converge that's fair <laughs> I, just, I, I just think it's funny i just think it really is really funny, funny. Yeah. but you know age is a fickle thing you know Time is a fickle thing. My we ears and yeah. my tinnitus is a fickle thing, right? <laughs> yeah, too real. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so I think we had a successful round, and we've decided that once everybody has, has their turnaround, has their turnaround? Has their turnaround. <laughs> <laughs> once everybody hey, has a round turn of around. turns, <laughs> they can turn around. And uh, for the fourth pick to, to cleanse the palate, We've decided we're going to try to all pick something together, a record we all love. It might be a record that we all know about, but none of us know. And this week, we've decided to do a record that we all love, but we couldn't narrow it down. Uh, <laughs> we narrowed it down to two bands, The Dopamines and Antarctico Vespucci. And we're going to go with two records each. We're putting them in a hat, and we're going to pick randomly. But they are all records we are very familiar with, and uh, we're going to have a fun time chatting it up being nostalgic is it all right if i list what the records are no don't list with the record oh okay yeah that way they yeah. know what they're okay. you know. we got to know what's what's on the table what's yeah what, so what are the stakes so for the dopamines we've got in the hat it's a literal hat it's it's an american car wash supply hat that kind of looks like a maga hat so i don't wear it outside of just doing housework <laughs> There's a <laughs> shitty yeah. picture of me wearing that hat and it sucks yeah i love Sorry, this hat it's a because nice hat, it's my like it's my trash hat, but like I love it, and yeah. Uh, yeah anyway. But um, it's yeah. Just to finish what Poots was saying, uh, these rec records are written on tiny little post-it notes I that cut, are crumpled I, into tiny little. I cut looks, half of a post-it note into four. They're so small. It's oh my god. <laughs> yeah, they're like little spitballs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But anyway, uh, for the dopamines, we've got the albums "Expect the Worst" and "Tales of Interest." And for Antarctica Vespucci, we have uh, Leaving La Vida Loca and Love in the Time of Email. Awesome. We lost a record. And uh, we lost a record on the floor right We now. lost a record. <laughs> I got so, it. I got it back. 
I do want to <laughs> note that Antarctica Vespucci has another record that we were debating putting in the running, but decided that Soulmate stuff deserves its own special episode where we can yes. really prepare for it because that is truly an album all three of us love and it brought us together yes. made our friendship really did. a lot better and we have a lot of good stories with that so we're saving that for a special time uh and we'll we'll get into that one later but for now we're gonna go with one of these four that we still all love very much so absolutely this is exciting uh, who's got the hat you want me to pull it out yeah, you Happy, pull it. Are you gonna That's pull? <laughs> pappy's gonna pull out pappy's gonna pull one out I'm going to pull it out. Here we go. <laughs> They're so tiny. I don't even know if I can open this up. <laughs> oh, boy. What is it? All right. Here we go. It is Tales of Interest Woo! by the oh, Dopamines. Oh, boy. That's going to go. be fun. That will be, so be a good I, one. I think maybe since it's the Dopamines, Tales of Interest, I think we should get as shit-faced as we possibly can <laughs> oh my God. to talk about this record. Yeah, we'll, also, we'll discuss off air how we can do that, but I yeah. think maybe when we talk about the record, we might already be a uh, a shit show. <laughs> yeah. Do we, ha- do we have to follow the rule with this one, with the being sober? Because I feel like it's wrong to be sober listening to the Dopamines. I've already listened to the Sober While Driving because yeah, I'm responsible. We've all listened, we've all listened to this so- record sober at some point and we all know yes. it well enough that like we know what this record is yeah, so, yeah. i'm really excited uh, this is kind of a loosey-goosey episode i think it's gonna be to kind of reset ourselves so i'm excited yeah let's let's have some fun with this one uh, i think we all have some good stories we can share absolutely and I, i'm excited that it's this one oh I mean, me I was too ex- i, w- I, w- I would have yeah. loved every, every one of them but this one <laughs> This one really like holds a special spot for sure. Yeah, as well. We, we go so long sick. enough. All these, all the, all four of those records are gonna make it on here. I'll try to leave my tiny ass post-it notes in that hat for, you know, another month for when we <laughs> yeah. circle back around and we can just slowly whittle away. Yeah. Um, until Spooky knocks the hat over and fucking steals them and eats them and shits yeah, them out one. during an episode. And then we can and randomly pull one out of the litter box. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> whichever um, one he eats is the one we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we have to open the no. rest of them to find out which one he ate. Josh, the one he eats is the one he doo-doos. Oh, my God. I think we've reached the point. I don't think there's much more to talk about. Oh, I wanted to say that you should follow our playlist on Spotify. You can find us on My Friend's Favorite Records. We are going to be adding songs every week from the records we listen to. So each of us picks our top favorite track. And also, by the time this comes out, you should be able to listen to us on all of the platforms that you could ever possibly imagine that I didn't. some of them I didn't even know existed. So that's nice. exciting. And uh, you can email us at myfriendsfavoritrecords at gmail.com. Yeah. So if you want to talk about the record we listen to, if you have any questions or you want to call us out on some shit, if you were one of the people who had a stupid username on song meanings, <laughs> you want to fight with email Justin about it. Email us what your song meanings <laughs> username was. Uh, yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us everywhere. Yeah. yeah, let us know what you thought of the records we've been picking, uh, whether it's through email or Instagram or whatever you choose and we yeah. have a website right what is that uh it's my friend's favorite records.com yeah you get to see legit. pictures of us yeah we have a dot com we have our own fucking domain but uh you get to see pictures of us we look like real fucking assholes so wait if you want to know what it's like to listen to the dopamines go to our website and look at the picture at the top <laughs> of it and then you will understand what it's like to listen to the dopamines what is it my f- my friend's favorite records 
dot com or is it my friend's favorite records podcast dot com? I think it's podcast. Okay. I think podcast. I, it's one or one or the other. Check them. Check them both out. One of them might out. be some weird like no, site. One of them just doesn't go to anything, and one goes to our website. So try it with and without podcast, and then I swear to God, next week I'm gonna have it right. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. No, it's all right. I, the, the ship has sailed. Okay. I had another fact about fucking the record, but I fucking forgot <laughs> oh, to yes. talk about it. So the ship is shit. The ship has shit. The ship has shed. The ship has shit. The ship has shit. The ship has shit in the shed. And I think that's the perfect way to end this. So are you guys ready? Until next week. Where's Where's my my shoes? shoes?